Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Um, who are you? I'm you, from the future. What do you want? I want to tell you about Dave. Dave has your future money. Spend it on whatever you need. With extra cash from Dave, you can get up to 500 bucks instantly with no interest and no credit check. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. It is your post-match reaction for Arsenal nil. Everton won. Uh, someone get Bert Leno a bevy. Someone get Jordan Pickford a bevy. Someone get Ben Godfrey a double rum and coke. Oh, my <laughs> word. Uh, oh, joined by Mark Mosey, Nick Preble. Uh, Everton's European hopes are still alive. They are five points clear a ninth. They are in touch with the top four, in touch with the top six. And we're outside in Egbeth watching it. Oh, it's, been a, it's been a wonderful night, hasn't it, Nick? Yeah, it's been um, a joyous evening. Uh, I think, I think, incredibly needed that result tonight, and it's just lifted everyone as you can hear in the background here as well. <laughs> so being a European away, feels like it. Some reason, <laughs> we're fucking eight from everyone's going mental. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, I, I, the only thing I say about this game tonight is that it's. It was, it was probably one of those matches where we all knew coming into it that the, the result was the only important thing. And so often in those situations, I mean, I mean my raison d'etre in life now is that Everton will let me down at the important times. And, and that, that, I mean, the, the fact that we haven't done that tonight is essentially the reason why we employed the manager that we have. Um, tonight was not an impressive performance. I, I could point it so many times. In particular, in the second half, where I thought that the the incentive and the initiative was all in Everton's corner, and we saw absolutely nothing. But pro- possibly part of the importance of having someone like Carlo Ancelotti, and, and part of having that know-how, is that you give yourself the opportunity to still be in the game at 70 minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> t- people like Richarlison and James can have their impact. Dominic Cavalier can have their impact. It quite simply didn't happen tonight, but if you are defensively stable in the way that we were, if you prey on the mistakes of the opposition, which we absolutely did tonight, um, 
<laughs> Bert Leno, you, you are more than welcome round to my gaff at any single point <laughs> in your life. But do you know what though? Like, we, I feel like we've been waiting for that from our like every year we go to Arsenal and we say, We're they, they've yeah. they've they're not very good, and they've got a, a moment or a performance like that in them yeah. where they just give you something, and you, and you watch them every week, and they do this seemingly every week, and you think. Why does it never happen to us? Why, why do we never get a gift off them or a bad defensive yeah. error? And finally tonight it happened. And you know, Listen, I don't think Everton played well tonight by any means, but I think you're absolutely right. If you stay in the game against Arsenal, they are very, very susceptible to just shoot themselves in the foot every now and then. Yeah, and we're not, we're not a team that are comfortable with being in that position, unfortunately. And as much as, as Evertonians, we all sat around at 7 o'clock tonight and looked at that, the two lineups and thought, we've got a really good chance here. Uh, as a football club, I don't necessarily feel like we are comfortable with that situation in being the team who are going to impose themselves on an Arsenal at the, at the Emirates or a Goodison or wherever it may be. Um, we're just we're slowly. Be- <laughs> I mean Bar- Barry Owen chance going up we are genuinely not a club who are comfortable of being the team to I mean I, I made the statement before the game that you look at Arsenal's lineup before tonight and you look at the form that they've got and the the general state of, of the club and, and you could probably look at the top six clubs at the moment in that sort of state of civil war that they're at and, the, and the, the, there's so many more points of the footballing world that their attention is focused on at the moment but there is, there is always that barrier to overcome with Everton going to any top six side and Arsenal may be languishing in ninth at the moment but there is still a massive mental barrier to overcome and whatever happens in this season now two things you'll take away from it the fact that we are still in with a hunt of having a relevant season in April going into May and we've also managed to go to the Emirates we've been to Tottenham Hotspur we've been to Anfield and we've won at places where we have been consistently absent at for decades We'll, we'll, we'll forever point at the Newcastles and the Fulhams at home but do you know what if we won all of those games we'd win the league year in year out um, <laughs> it's, it's quite simply we can't do it all and if if going to big teams and getting big results is our mantra for getting into European spots then I'm all for it yeah this has feel, felt like a sort of turning season if you like for those results against the bigger teams I'm yeah. not going to yeah. give them a group name that, that, yeah. that might be obviously adopted <laughs> but um, twats <laughs> but like that, yeah. like I, I, I could never envisage a recent past of going to the Emirates and actually getting a positive result never mind yeah. a draw so I don't know like, it's a, today or tonight it felt like um, a huge barrier that we've overcome in that sense um, London's always been especially against the, be- the better teams yeah. real struggle for us and I think just one point on tonight is that it, it was richly needed not richly deserved that's not being disingenuous to us. But that's, they're better, aren't they? Well, they are. are but, better, yeah. but, but yeah. I mean, but even on paper, like, you think about recent uh, fixtures at the Emirates that we've had. Feed the Yakani will score. Just trying to think of a new Cuba was at the Emirates. <laughs> but, like, I remember three years ago walking out of half time. Yeah. I mean, that's the, compar- that's, that's the most recent experience I have of the Emirates. And um, I think it's just, it's, it's almost like, 
baby steps but giant steps within the season of just getting over that hill of beating better yeah. teams that we've had that like uh, hiccup against the recent years yeah uh, let, let's talk about the goal yeah, let's, um, let's talk about the yak let's talk I mean I'm just watching it on the telly and it's just I mean Mikel Arteta's absolutely lost the plot so he's so cool Richardson's dancing a jig for the goal he didn't actually score Bert Leonard bless him his little, his little face is on the screen he's not happy there's quips all over the place. Um, just just one of those great moments, Murs, where you're sort of watching it. And I can only imagine what it would have been like in that away end, because you can yeah. see very clearly what's going on with that goal from that end. But sat here in the, in the booze and watching it like everybody else, I imagine, around mm. the country, around the world, would have been watching it. It's one of those where you sort of look at it and you go, it, you take a couple of seconds and go, has that happened? Has it gone in? And then you realise it's gone in and it's, it's, it's just marvellous, isn't it? It's one of those amazing balls cross the line but never touch the net <laughs> moments, isn't it? Where you just think, how on earth has that happened? But, Joe, you know it's exactly as Nick said, isn't it? It's just that funny, isn't it? It, it is. Unlike, <laughs> I, I'm not going to point at every single individual moment that this has happened in, but Everton consistently seems to be on the receiving end of these comedy football moments that, that seem to decide important football matches and I think as much as I, w- I wanted it, it's safe in the knowledge that we have people like Hammers and Richarlison in our team I wanted that confidence to grow with time tonight and I think collectively we all found ourselves watching that game thinking we've late on in the first half we've probably missed our chance to impose ourselves and, and get ahead and I think much in the, in diverse context to what going to the Emirates and going to Highbury has meant in the past in that there was always a sense that if we scored early that we'd be we'd be in for an absolute hide and I don't think that was the case tonight I thought if we if we could all nicked ourselves ahead in the first half we probably would have settled into a more comfortable nature we we probably arguably looked a little bit more unsettled when the pressure was on us to, to go and make that move but Joe, you, you, we're not going to sit here and talk reason about the fact that we've won that game tonight because it, it is a, a total calamity moment. It, it, it is something that we will we will forever remember as something that potentially could change the course of our season. But football teams, high and low, up and down this league, and in particular in that top six, have, have thrived on these sorts of opportunities that have been gifted to them at key stages of the season. Everton have never really had that. Um, t- tonight, you hope, could be one of those changing moments in the season that that we are still desperately, as we record this, looking at our league tables and our phones and just <laughs> thinking about where this could be. Um, as important as it is to keep in that Game grasp of... Game isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's, absolutely. Yeah. It's just a storm I mean, and everything. Don't get me wrong, if we record this on Sunday night, then we're, we're, we're three points again behind, behind Tottenham and Liverpool, but... I think the important thing is that we remain in that race because the, the thing that we've retained all the way through this season is that if you can put two or three results together, you are going to be seriously challenging uh, at, at the top end of the table. And if we are able to back this up now by getting a, a, another victory in, in our next game and putting six points together, then what we're, what we're waiting for is opportunities and, and, and mistakes ahead of us. And, I think the exciting point for me now is that the, the team that we remember from August and September in 
Richarlison and, and James Rodriguez and Calvert-Lewin all performing at their peak and admittedly we didn't really see that tonight but there's a growing sense now on the back of that result that Everton can go into the last six games of the season and hit the form that they did in the first six games of the season. If we're able to get, as Carlo Ancelotti said, what did he say? Five wins from eight? Seven, in, I think. Five wins from seven, excuse me, in the last one. Do you know what? That, that, that might be pushing it, but the, the history of this Premier League season tells me that not many teams are going to win four from seven or four from six. It, it may only take three or four league wins and, and that tonight will give them an, an enormous amount of confidence. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, any any results other than the win tonight, you know, pretty much... Finishes us. That, yeah. You know, a lot of players would have thought that would have been the end of the season. Yeah. Probably, rightly so. Um, but I think a lot, of, a lot of the times when we're this stage of the season, it, it is the hope that kills you. But it's the hope that sort of... Um, is what is what is what defines you as Neversonian, isn't it? Um, and we just have to be positive through, through the remaining fixtures. You know, there's not many running out. I hate um, sort of relying on other teams to slip up and and, and make make those. Um, it's obviously the hope that kills you, um, but we've got some very winnable fixtures through the remaining games. Um, and I think I think you know we just have to keep in mind Europe for the next few. I feel like we've still got to play Aston Villa four times. I feel like that, that, that's been in my mind since Christmas now that that, that is still to they should, come. They should just like just play at Goodison Park, get on a bus, get onto Villa Park. Yeah. Just play just play each other on the same day. They're both knackered. Just get it boxed off. Don't say that because we probably have to utilise Fabian Dell for some of that. <laughs> <laughs> no he was alright. that mad slice pass when he came on. And his shit socks. Yeah, <laughs> oh god, yeah. The socks was, was mad. Pass was intended. How, how can that happen? Like, I mean, oh, I know, I know yeah. Jimmy Martin's a great fella, but come on, lad. You know, pack, pack and white socks for Fabian. Gibral's for Debi, and now Fabian Delph with Sockgate. <laughs> At least Debi got one right. <laughs> <laughs> he might not have had the one to put them on. But. It also reminds me of years ago on Soccer AM where they picked up where uh, Everton removed all the balls from the side of the pitch. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like a dis- <laughs> distraction. All the socks from the kit bag. <laughs> dis- distraction method towards the last 10 minutes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, I mean, the last few minutes were a bit mad. They were a bit scrambly, but. Uh, I think, I think, like as you said, Mark, you know that's these are the wins that don't happen if you've got a if you've not got rather a, a good defence and a yeah. street manager and tactically switched on players. And mm. because we seen the eleven tonight, it was a bit. You know, I think we've become so used to having Yerry Mina or Michael Keane or both mm. of them at the arse yeah. of that defence, and you know one of them being the dominant centre back. You know, sometimes not necessarily fulfilling that role because they've been a little bit hit and miss this season. But I think when you see Mason Holgate and Ben Godfrey, you, you sort of you'd have a little bit of a shiver down your spine because they're both young they've yeah. both you know they've not really played together much but that's probably the second time they've started together probably the first time in the league they've started together as a back four and I think I think both of them you know along with the keeper who we'll speak about in a bit but the, but the centre-backs tonight were outstanding I think um, mm. Ben Godfrey mm. in particular is um He's making it Godfrey and whoever else is in at the moment the way he's playing. Yeah, absolutely. I think if, if you if you talk in the in the stereotypical fashion about one of your centre backs being the aggressor and attacking the ball, I, I don't necessarily feel like any Arsenal opposition are going to afford you that that level of competition. It, it's not necessarily going to be that that style of individual battle for either Mason Holgate or Ben Godfrey. And, I think before the game, I, I, I probably favoured that decision to play the two of them alongside each other purely because it was a game that I expected Everton to be dominant in possession and um, ultimately it's not turned out like that. But 
I think arguably if you were to look at our entire squad and, and pick two centre-halves, you felt that they could contribute to the build-up of play, they could interact with the, the, the midfield well, they could pick out key balls to the full-backs who were pushing on. You probably look at those who as being the most constructive of, of the four that we have. Um, granted, Yeri Mina comes on to play the, the, the obvious role that we know that your third centre-back is going to play. Yeri Weir. <laughs> King Yerald Weir. Um, but it, it's exactly that situation. But I think long-term, we were chatting in the game about, you know, the strength and depth is obvious in certain areas of, of the pitch for Everton and, and centre-back is clearly the, the front-runner. If Carlo Ancelotti was to really pin down his hopes on Ben Godfrey and Mason Holgate being the pair for arguably the next five to ten years, then I think most Evertonians would get behind that. And we're not making we're not making flimsy centre half decisions based on one game because we've seen enough of Yeri Mina and Michael Keane this year to to back us up in our fact that. We, we've got a lot of lads who we are confident in putting our trust in in, in key areas of, of, of in the important matches like we have done tonight. But I think if, if you to totally dissect the game against Arsenal away at the Emirates, you know exactly the style of attack that you're going to come up against. You, you're not going to be looking for a Michael Keane to go and win his aerial battles. You're not going to be looking for someone to to really get touched tight to an attacker because you know that in a in a blink of an eye and in a turn of pace, you're going to be really under pressure. What matters at Arsenal is when they play that intricate through ball in between your your two centre halves or your centre half and your full back, are you capable of making back that quarter of a second to get that foot in and put it out for a corner? Mason Holgate and Ben Godfrey absolutely thrive on those moments. Um, ben Godfrey's shown that all season. Mason Holgate, I think, has kind of been shoehorned into the side at, at full back, notably earlier in the season, and and obviously he's made his way into the centre of the pitch in the last couple of weeks, but. I think in Ben Godfrey, you're absolutely right, Martin. Someone that quite it's simply amazing. so. I mean, I'm so surprised to be, by how good he's been. He this has season. to be involved in this team. Um, people will talk long and hard, in particular this week, on the back of Marcel Brand signing a new contract and what that will mean for this football club. But quite frankly, at this moment in time, if Ben Godfrey was to be the greatest thing that Marcel Brand's ever brought to this football club, then I think we've all been blessed by his presence because he is just lesions above anything that we ever thought that he was going to bring um, he, he has to be involved in every single Everton lineup. and to go back earlier in the season we were talking about shoehorning this lad into the 11 at any possible position we <laughs> just to be involved we just had to have that that character and that presence on the pitch somewhere he's now developed that more so to the point where he has to play in his best position he has to play at centre half and mm. it's up to the other three to prove their point to, to partner him in that position yeah I, I don't know whether that was the first time they've you know been paired together at least in, in the Premier League I think it was at centre league, half yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think they played together in the cup against Rotherham good yeah, side right. Good, yeah, good. but I mean, definitely in the league I think that's the first time we played together but it was almost like an under the radar positive of tonight yeah yeah, yeah and actually when it, when it flashed up before the Richarlison got him on the match I was thinking do you know what I, I sort of feel that either Godfrey or, uh, Hol- or Holgate could have, could have easily been candidates for or that. the goalkeeper yeah. or the goalkeeper um, and you know we've discussed them before we, we don't know what the long term plan is um, at the club um, but if we are looking at youth on the side those two did themselves absolutely no harm tonight um, and put a fantastic showing they've got like very 
um, different skill sets to the other centre halves, like me, Mina and Keane, and it's almost like I have a different level of confidence with them two there. Like they, they probably have a little bit different reaction time. Um, a couple of times they did, you know, get our midfield players out of some trouble this evening. Um, I think it'll be very interesting to see how that, that partnership develops over the next few years. I've just seen Adam Sutton on our WhatsApp group, by the way, asking for this week's Ben Godfrey Rattler gift. <laughs> and to be fair to Adam, to be fair to Adam, on the weekly, before the weekly, he said, I fancy us, fancy us tomorrow. I, I yeah. played him down on the show. He came out and said he thinks that we're going to mm. win. So, to be fair to you as well, Moose. Came out before the game, said, you know. Yeah. Very bullish. Yeah, very, very bullish about our chances tonight. Let's um, just very quickly have a chat about the goalkeeper before we, yeah. we wrap up. I'll, I'll come to you first, Preb. Uh, left hand, uh, down at the end. Uh, I don't know what Seamus Coleman was doing, by the way. Absolutely mad bit of play from an experienced player in the last minute. But uh, he's doing all right at the moment, Jordan, isn't he? He's, had a, you know, he's been injured, but you know, either side of that injury, he's played pretty well. Yeah, and I, I actually remember a couple of years ago on a post-match podcast um, labelling him as world-class and then I sort of thought afterwards did I really mean that? Um, but actually he I don't know whether it's the keeper we want or need but at the moment he's performing and I sort of think he's Is it all in the barnet? The lockdown barnet? <laughs> I think the barnet has almost matured him in a way <laughs> and he's and that's I can, I can see him with a, with a matured cognac now as opposed to a brandy when he gets home. <laughs> That's been the catalyst to, um, I don't know, he was always susceptible, wasn't he, to influence, I guess, from yeah. whether it be crowd or whether it be um, pressure from players, I don't know. But, like you know, we, we, we obviously know that keepers come into their own in their later years. Are we going to see that? I don't know. The question's still out there. Yeah. But regardless, he puts in uh, a hell of a shift tonight. At the end of the day, um, captain three points for us. I think the the goalkeeper, it's, it's funny you talk about the goalkeeper we want and we need. He, he probably is the goalkeeper that we want because he's got, you know, in terms of reflexes and, and, and generic goalkeeper attributes. Yeah, the idea that Jordan Pickford is definitely, you know, the, the best idea that Jordan right Pickford is what we yeah. want. Isn't because it, yeah. he's... He's our cheap man's Everton version of Edison, ultimately, yeah. and, and that is the that is the ball playing goalkeeper that every great European club aspires to have. But how many times of the season have we said that we just crave a goalkeeper who does the difficult things in an okay manner, but when he's called upon in key moments to come and claim balls from crosses, to come and make big saves when you won the lot in the last few minutes of a game, he absolutely does that and. To this point, I don't really think we've had a goalkeeper who is capable of doing that. The the left-handed save down low, late on in stoppage time, is that 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 is scoring a goal territory for every goalkeeper mm. in this league. It is an enormous moment, um, and as as much as we can, I think the times that I can look at Jordan Pickford's performance tonight and probably reflect on it negatively is when. He's probably trying a little bit too hard to get involved in the game when he is coming out of goal 30, 40 yards out. Playing sweeper at one point and just picking a ball out of play. Trying to get involved in play, yeah. yeah. He, he clearly knows that he's he's capable on the ball. We all know that as well, but there is a time and a place. And I think for Jordan, he has to accept when his team is relatively comfortable. Um, as, as much as I don't think we were on top at any stage, I think there was there was a lot to be said for him leaving his team to it tonight and knowing that when we were able to, 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 to snatch onto that moment of positivity and to score a goal, then in the last five minutes, 
we, we've all watched Arsenal for long enough at Highbury and in particular at the Emirates we, we know what the last 10 minutes of any Arsenal versus anyone game looks like you're going to get bombarded they're going to get a big moment and you're going to have to make a save as a goalkeeper he's done that tonight and he's quite frankly earned us the three points definitely think it's all on the bar it's the, the, the lockdown Barnett he's absolutely sleek, thriving sleek AF he's absolutely thriving now just, just one other player I wanted to mention quickly I uh, don't know if any of you can't even particularly to say on him but it'd be remiss not to say anything about him because he got a lot of grief after the uh, Tottenham game last week but Mason Holgate thought was, was really yeah. good tonight as well yeah I mean I've, I've been sort of worried about his um, maturity over the past few months always seems to be a player that um, either picks up an easy yellow or makes a um Quite rash sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a non-sensible decision in a sort of you know the dying embers of the game where we're maybe trying to defend the lead or you know we're trying to keep ourselves in the game. Um, but you know he's another one tonight that um, I think he sort of took ownership of that sense of our position um, and another one that did himself absolutely no harm. Um, probably out of several of our players he's 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 one of the top ones for me that I, I really want to succeed um, it's very natural to compare him to Godfrey who is probably um, in my judgement slightly ahead at the moment um, for, for several reasons uh, but I actually think it's fantastic competition for him and I, I really hope they just grow from each other that centre back sort of pecking order seems to be moving all the time doesn't yeah. it you know, you'd, you'd say them, you know, going back two weeks ago you'd say Mason Holgate's bottom of that whereas now you probably go Michael Keane's probably at the bottom of that yeah. now which is it's good in a way isn't it because you've got that, that competition yeah I mean we, we've spoken for years about how teams and I know we've just spoken about the goalkeeper in particular who's been probably the most recent victim of this but we've struggled for, for competition in places and I think centre half has been something that Carlo Ancelotti has been pretty vocal about recently in terms of somewhere that we don't need to strengthen uh, I am on that note looking forward to an entire summer full of Caladu Koulibaly rumours coming to Everton <laughs> Would he get ahead, the, ahead of Ben Godfrey though? That is the, that is yeah. the question. Would he get on the bench ahead of Michael Keane <laughs> is the big question. But I think the um, the argument that will always favour Ben Godfrey and, and probably in particular Mason Hargate is the fact that they are so multi-dimensional. They are able to defend. Um, granted, there are rush moments in, in both of them, in particular in Mason Hargate. Um, he very much gives me the, all of the Tom Davis vibes of getting booked quite early on in a match and then me watching through my fingers for the next hour. I, I, but probably got a bit more trust in him than that, I'd say. Yeah, slightly more so. Um, but <laughs> I think when you... What there what the will always be in, in games like tonight is that there will always be ebb and flow in terms of where the impetus lies on a team like Everton to go out and, and dominate possession and win the game and I think when that when that shift in mentality happens from alright we've had a 10 or 15 minutes backs against the wall now we've weathered that let's go and see if we can win the game in a fixture that we know we absolutely need three points in at that stage with a Michael Keane on the pitch or arguably with a, a Yerry Mina on the pitch you're looking at bringing someone like a Mason Holgate on and wasting the substitute in terms of bringing someone on who can be a little bit more adaptive in that situation we, we are in the modern game looking for players who can do a little bit of everything uh, and if we were if we were looking at centre-halves who were capable of doing that the two that started tonight are probably a little bit more favourable in terms of the two that didn't uh, and, and that's not to say that Michael Keane and Yerry Mina aren't fantastic defenders but 
the prospect of playing against people like Nketiah and Saka and those sorts of intricate attackers around the edge of the 18-yard box, that gives me all of the Michael Keane shivers that that I don't really want to have on a night like tonight. Um, We're being incredibly fickle, as you say, because we've we've seen positive moments from all of them tonight. But I think the key thing to focus on is that Everton are a team who are looking to challenge for European places we're looking to elongate our season we're looking to compete on every level and quite simply we're going to face different challenges on a day by day basis given the the intensity of the fixture list at the moment and having people like Yerry Mina and, and Michael Keane to, to integrate into that lineup like we did tonight is, is an absolute must in terms of squad depth yeah mm-hmm. um, wonderful stuff great to have that conversation in that area of the pitch um, glossing over first win at Arsenal since 1995 Graham so, Stewart Graham Stewart who was there so I kept getting up on the, on the telly uh, Mikel Arteta bless his little face he's on the screen here now looks very very unhappy about things fuck him yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably probably the best way to sum it up uh, Arsenal are not only European football race Everton are after that win tonight at the Emirates Stadium uh, you can sit back now enjoy the rest of your weekend and watch the others toil and toil and toil uh, over the next few days. Fingers crossed they all drop points, and fingers crossed next time the Blues take to the pitch, they can move up the table again. But cheers to Nick, cheers to Mark, cheers to all the lads singing in the background as well, uh, the Yakubu song, the Barry Old song. Great, <laughs> great to be in this sort of environment again, makes you want to get back to the match. But I uh, hope you have a great weekend, and we'll speak to you soon here on The Blue Room. Cookie wants to be a professional wrestler. I'm Cookie Serratos, and I'm 11 years old. She also wants to win all the medals. That's why Cookie and her family make every day count, squeezing out her best with Go-Go Squeeze. Okay, Cookie, let's break for a Go-Go Squeeze. Go-Go Squeeze fruit-on-the-go pouches are a nutritious snack made from 100% fruit with no sugar added. Go, Cookie! Because when you nurture your kids, you squeeze out the best in them. Squeeze out their best with Go-Go Squeeze. Not a low-calorie food. Products range from 11 to 13 grams of sugar and 60 to 70 calories per serving. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.